inspiration. Turn up the motivation. You're on the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Zig Ziggler wants you to be your best. Welcome to Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Blake Lindsay. Today, Zig is going to tell an interesting story of people with power and prestige, but were they truly successful? Zig distinguishes between being significant and being successful. Let's listen to Zig Ziglar. I'm a foodie, and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra-rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Yes, when you really think about it, even significance is involved when you become a team player, not just an individual. One of my favorite stories has to do with the year that Green Bay and Denver were in the Super Bowl. Now, as you probably remember, Denver won the game. But the interesting thing is that year, at the beginning of football season in the National Football League, there were 1,580 players on opening day rosters of the NFL. Now, 44 of those players came from Notre Dame. 36 of those players came from Penn State. Now, please understand there are hundreds of schools that play football, and yet if you put your pencil to it, over 5% of them came from two schools. Now, why and how did that happen? Well, interestingly enough, those are the only two major schools who do not put the names of the players on the jerseys. Now, you might say, well, why is that important? Well, really, it's very simple if you think about it for just a moment. In uh, NFL football, and all football for that matter, the quarterback, the wide receiver, the running back, they're the guys that get all of the attention and all of the recognition. But any coach worth his salt will tell you that that offensive tackle is key to winning the game, as is the defensive end, as is the cornerback, as is the center. In other words, 11 players on offense and 11 players on defense constitute a winning football team if they're playing together as a team. And so when you do not put the names on the jerseys, that simply means that the attention is drawn to the player with the number on his back and they get the recognition they deserve. As a matter of fact, Joe Paterno at Penn State has always had a very simple rule. When the team scores a touchdown, the individual who has the ball in his hand when he crosses the goal line is to hand the ball back to the official, go back to the huddle and say, thanks guys, you all did your job. The team is now a winner. 
A self-made person, uh-uh. Now, individuals do score points, but it's teams that win games. When you're a producing member of the team, recognizing the value and importance of all of the others, that will add a significant portion to your own life and to the team and will be a part of enabling you not only to live well but to finish well. And I can assure you, from that point of view, you will enjoy your view from the top very much because you've been a part of a winning team. And the view from the top comes to people who've done significant things. Now, that does not necessarily mean corporate position. I mean, if you look at Mother Teresa, I don't know if she'd have made it on Wall Street or not. I really don't. But I do know she made it big time in life. A lot of people uh, confuse success with fame. You know, Madonna has fame. Mother Teresa has success. View from the top enables people to have that view from the top and have the real success that makes a difference not only in their own lives but in the lives of many other people. You know, a lot of people who spend a lot of time watching television or reading the newspapers or the society pages, they get the idea that here's some successful people because they are getting an awful lot of recognition. They read where some billionaire donated a billion dollars or a million dollars to some charitable cause, and that's a wonderful thing to do. But they look at those individuals as being successful, but most of the time they're looking at the success as a result of their financial accomplishments. I would like to share with you some information that I believe will open your eyes to that. And this is in no way meant to put people down who are financially successful. Later on, I will talk about people who made a lot of money but used that money for marvelous, marvelous purposes and had a balanced life in the process. But in 1923, there was a meeting at the Edgewater Beach Hotel in Chicago. In attendance were some of the most powerful and influential men in the world at that time. They included, for example, the president of the largest independent steel company, the president of the largest utility company, the president of the largest gas company, the president of the New York Stock Exchange, a member of the president's cabinet, and the greatest bear on Wall Street the head of the world's greatest monopoly, also the president of the Bank of International Settlements. Certainly, we must admit that these were men who were tremendously accomplished. They had a lot of recognition and a tremendous amount of money and power. But let's look at what happened to those men. One of those men went insane. Two ended up at the end of life penniless. Three committed suicide, and two spent some time in prison. Now, I ask you, were these men significantly successful, or were they just financially successful? I got to tell you that from my perspective, I wouldn't swap places with either one of them, and I'll bet you wouldn't either. I think this is an interesting podcast to mull over. What do you want in life? Is it fame, fortune, success, or significance? Can you have all of that? Something to really think about. Until next week, this is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.